<laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund. It's good to see you today. We are a little bit early, and of course, if you're joining the live broadcast, um, thank you. Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome. If you're listening right now on the radio podcast or watching on the Binge Network, you can come over to facebook.com uh, slash gratitude unfiltered and join the conversation. I uh, really do love the guest. What's up, Jody? Good to see you. Darlene Ameo. This charity is in your hometown. Thought you should enjoy this. Thank you, Jody, for doing that. I appreciate you. Um, so I'm really happy to be here. Uh, again, it's a little bit earlier than usual. So uh, that said, I really wanted to get um, this guest in. I did not want to cancel because I'm really excited about what he's doing. Um, and I had to move the show up a little early today, earlier than usual, because today is a very special little girl's birthday. And as you guys know, um, you know where I live, I have a very blessed situation where I'm at. And um, the, the person that owns the house, the guest house I live in, um, it's her daughter. And she's like my little, I don't know if she's like a little sister or a little cousin or what, but she's this amazingly special little girl um, who I just adore and is, I've gotten very, very close to over the years. So. It's her birthday today, so if you guys can say happy birthday, London, I would be very grateful for you. Um, but tonight we have a celebration dinner, and I'm really excited to go to that and very thankful for our guest uh, for taking the time uh, to actually not take the time, <laughs> shifting his time and availability to come on the show. And again, this is live. Um, again, so we love your comments. We love your feedback. We love your questions. And as you guys know, and I've talked about on the show over and over now, uh, the direction that we're starting to go on the show, which was the original concept of this show that was supposed to go on Fox Business um, a couple years ago, is we want to highlight nonprofits around the world and show the work that they're doing. And we want to do it for the people that don't have the advertising budgets of hundreds of millions of dollars. Like we want real nonprofits that are trying to do real work in the communities that they live in. And we want to bring awareness to that. So whether or not, you know, this particular foundation hits home for you, which I think it will, um, you know, or if they say, if it's not something that's in your area, you know what, that's okay. Because it's really good to learn what other people are doing around the country and or around the world for that matter. Hey, Aliv, good to see you. Great to see you. Um, so one of the things that I remember most, and, and I've, I've always found a lot of value in this, and this is why I want you guys to pay attention to these nonprofits, is I really believe that it may spark an idea or spark a passion inside you. It's like, wait a second, if he's doing that in his community, I can do that in mine, wherever you're at. And one of the things that I used to do when I worked, in comp when I worked with complex disabilities, I would never go to those training seminars or those continuing education uh, courses in my home state, which was Oklahoma at the time. And I would never go there because I'm a competitor with everyone there. But by going out of state and going far, far away, I, I learned and I was able to learn what other people were doing. And I, and people were more receptive to giving me information or, you know, showing me what they were doing that was working, you know, 
whether it was a different method or approach. But that to me, it was so cool. And I think with nonprofits and something I really truly believe in, nonprofits get to start collaborating and working together and sharing resources. Uh, Jason Cisneros has this amazing charity, charity resources page on Facebook. You guys should check that out. I don't know if Jason's watching right now, but if, if, if you guys know about that, if you would plug it in the comments, I'd really appreciate it. And the reason why is it's a great place for all of you out there that have nonprofits to collaborate with each other. I mean, there's everything from human trafficking, there's you know homeless uh, crisis, there's abuse of all kinds, uh, domestic violence, addiction. There's all of these different resources. And I'm, I'm just one of those people that believe if we, we quit getting competitive with each other and figuring out how we can support each other, we'll make a bigger difference in the world. So that said, I am really, really excited to introduce you um, the, the founder of Child Charity USA. It's an amazing organization. Um, our guest, he's the founder, actually. I didn't, that's the same thing I just said, founder. Discovery, the head of. Yeah, anyway, he's the founder of Child Charity USA. Just met him because you guys connected us on Facebook, which is super cool of you. And look, I'm booked out until like July now with nonprofits. And I just wanna say thank you. May is full up, June's now full. And it's all because of you guys. And I just want you to know that you play a major, major role in bringing the, bringing the attention to these nonprofits because of your connections. You saying, hey, Jeremy, he's got, he runs an amazing organization. He needs publicity or whoever it may be. So this is something that's gonna be ongoing. We're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, we'll have different guests, but I really, really wanna highlight these nonprofits. And we're getting this series of shows started off uh, with an amazing gentleman who I've gotten to know who's very, very passionate about what he's doing. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jeremy Hort. Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, sir. It's uh, just getting dark here in Florida. How about yourself? It is still bright and shiny outside in California, and uh, the weather's amazing. We have no mosquitoes yet, <laughs> so God is good. It so is. It's where, amazing you're in weather. Bradenton, right? I'm sorry? Are you in Bradenton? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jayville, nice. Right, 15 minutes away from the beach. Man, that Jacksonville and Oklahoma are not that different, except that you have an ocean. Yeah, just a small difference. <laughs> it's a big difference. My uh, One of my best friends when I lived in Florida, I lived in Boca, went to college there. One of my best friends is from Jayville, and I used to hear a lot of really great stories. And I was like, man, that sounds so much like Oklahoma. Just you guys have an ocean. So anyway, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. And uh, really, thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. So, Jeremy... First things first, what are you grateful for today? Man, I that's a long question, but we'll we'll say that this is a dream that's been going on for uh it actually my grandmother started it. She she had uh saved a thousand dollars of her own money and she had uh eighteen grandchildren. Uh she didn't even buy like an insurance program. She saved a thousand dollars per grandchild and gave it to us and told us to do something good with it. And when I took that check, that's what I used to seed my business. And then my business uh, was led to definitely uh, create this charity, even though it was only two, my business is only two years old and that's Dash Health Consulting. Um, I'm in the process of really growing that, but I was really led to open up the charity and the nonprofit um, because I think they're, they're going to the same mission except for the charities reaching out 
and doing generational change instead of just change with adults. So the, the, my, the business is for the adults uh, to help with them from health to finance and the charities for, for the children, mainly focusing on the finance, doing some in the health that we can help. There's a lot of people out, out there that do health, so we, we're not gonna focus on that, but we're gonna definitely hit some, some things to make sure that people are, you know, that the children are growing up healthy. So if we're gonna help them with their finance, and their education with that, that they can use it and be healthy with it too. But what I'm grateful for is just being able to realize this dream. I had a good career in the military for 10 years. I've been in the service industry, the customer service industry 25 years now. And to branch off and to build something and really just have it uh, come from my passion and my what I'm really just supposed to be doing, I believe in this world uh, and my mark that I'm supposed to leave and uh, how I'm supposed to help, I believe, you know, like I've done a lot of service, but this is actually for my legacy. Um, sure. and, and it's a combo deal between, uh, the, you know, the books that I hope hopefully will finish writing. I co-authored uh, one book, Success Unlimited, um, and then was led to start and fund the charity, um, Child Charities USA, which, you know, we all love acronyms now. So Child Charities USA has two acronyms, CCU, uh, which we go by. And then CHILD actually stands for Children Health Investment Learning Development. Uh, so we're gonna hit a lot of key areas and we're gonna work with local schools, but we're gonna also do non-traditional learning, uh, a lot of digital platform stuff. We wanna get into apps, games, books. Um, really, I'm gonna wait until the people are led here to me to see exactly how big we're gonna get. We'll go statewide first, and then I would love to take this and, and be able to help nationwide. Uh, so I'm just really happy and blessed to be able to to do to do this with my wife uh, and our local community community here in Jacksonville. And uh, it's going to be something that I think is going to really, really help. And I hope that one day we're going to have an audience and uh, be able to tell a lot of people how we helped a lot of kids. But we're going to start with one one child, one family and just work up from there. And uh, that's how we're going to do it. You know, but you know, just starting with one and the ripple effect that it can create is so massive because it only takes one right family to, to launch you. Uh, so God bless you for the work you're doing there. I want to ask, I want to rewind back to something that you said. You're talking about customer service and you're, you know, you're in right now, you're doing health and you said financial consulting. Is that what you said? Yes. I, I actually started a business. Uh, there isn't really anything out there. It's something that I was led to do also. Uh, if you help somebody in the financial market and you get them everything that they need to do and you have them retired and even if you have a trust built for their family and their legacy built, but if they go and they have to spend all that money because uh, their health falls apart, you know, that we have a tendency to forget and, and not work on that throughout life and then you try to buy it back at the end. So we're trying to reverse that and just get where people are, are working on their health and their wealth at the same time. And so they won't have to have the reversal at the very end where they're spending a lot of their legacy trying to stay healthy at the very end. So, but, and then the, to the customer service question, I, I'm one of those people that I've never enjoyed sales or at least the way sales is, you know, taught. And I don't like the human click funnels and- I 100% agree. I'm not that guy and I'm not, I don't want to hate on anyone that does that and makes their living on it because, you know, God bless you. If that's how you choose to do it, that's on you. I, for me, I've always been more service oriented. I wanted to find out 
you know, having over the top customer service and, you know, and just being of service to people and being that mind that having that mindset, I found was always more successful for me in sales when I'm trying to serve, not sell. Exactly. And, and I'm sure there's some strategy to that. But going into the nonprofit space, how would you say that being ser customer service oriented, how would you say that this has benefited you the most? I think when people find out that you're really trying to give back first and you're not, even with my business, I've taken a very slow approach. Everybody says you have to come to market right away. You have to do all these things right away. And, and I've actually gone against the grain because what I've done is just waited and, and I've actually in my heart been told to be patient and it, and it just to wait for the right time for it to flourish and the right families to get it started. And I'm doing basically the same thing with the, the charity. I don't even know the app builders or anybody else that's going to help me yet, but I know that they're going to be there when I need them. And it's the same thing with the business. Um, I've, I could have gone a lot of conventional ways and built it up into a multi-million dollar corporation real quick, but that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to have a whole bunch of salesy salesmen or people that are just going to sell the product that, that sure. gets you the highest commission. I want my people to, to help the actual person. And then in, in full circle, we're all going to do better. You don't have to worry about selling the thing that's going to make you the most money or landing the client that's going to give your charity the most money. Sure. So it, it, it's 100% about the customer service. And if you can give and help the other person first, it's going to come for, I, I'm just a big believer in faith that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out already yeah. without having to try to force the sale or force, you know, to try to hurry up the charity to get it going. Cause I'm okay with running the charity by myself for a while and that's okay. Uh, it will grow the way God wants it to grow on his time. So how would you like, what got you into this? Because everyone, like I have my, the, the people that I'm passionate about serving the most, um, but I like what you're, you, you, when you brought up kids, there was something that you said that kind of hit home for me, but what the was generational change? Yes. What was it for you though, that made you say, I want to work and focus on kids? Well, with developing the business, the frustration level of trying to change old habits is really hard. <laughs> People can do it. But I, when you bring, I still have to fight changing my own. So I get right. it. <laughs> so you can bring them all the great information and, and, and just hand it to them on a platter, but it doesn't make them consume it. So people will, I would say, you know, they're going to take about 10 to 30% of what you're going to bring to the table and they're going to consume it and they're going to, they're going to take it to heart and they're going to, and I'm hoping that that's enough to help those people to sure. really change their life. But I think if you go younger, then you can get them to take 30 to 75% and change that generation. And if you can get them to extend the hand to keep learning, you're going to have generation upon generational change. And then that's where big, amazing things happen. And that's why it just, as I was creating the business, I, I learned that I really needed to create the charity to go and grow with it. I was going to focus on the business for 10 years and then start the charity and fund it 100% from my business. It just, 
that's not what I was told to do in my heart. So I listened, which is crazy because I'm trying to build a really big business that has about 10 businesses inside of it and then create a charity also at the same time. So it, it's not really something us, most advisors would advise you to do, <laughs> but that's not how when you're doing your path that it's always going to work out the way everybody thinks you should do it. So I'm going with my faith and just because I want to do, I don't want to just change this moment. I really want to help and change generation upon generation. So the audience, what he said there was, I, I love so much because that is, you got to do what the spirit leads you to do, even when it defies what logic is. <laughs> you know, I mean, half the, not, I would say 98% of the decisions I make now are, are, are completely against the grain and it's all, I'm following what the spirit guides me to do. So I have mad respect for you doing that. Cause again, I also, when I came up with the vision for my company, it was about having basically six or seven different companies under one and had this whole thing that I haven't even really shared with everybody for reasons, but I get it and it doesn't make sense. But yet if you just stay on that path and you keep stepping into faith each day and you do something every day to stretch your faith, it's amazing how all of a sudden that vision starts to open up just a little bit more. It, and all of a sudden you've got these, this eye, this vision for, oh my gosh, I get to create this. And then you have gratitude unfiltered reach out to you and, and you just, it's that it just makes your faith get that much stronger. Cause I thought it was too good to be true. Cause everybody tries to sell you something on, 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 on media, you know, on all the media outlets. So I was really pleased to see that it was really just talking because this is what I really want people to do in my business is to talk and uh, find out ideas how to help your, you know, your community, each other. Um, and we're going to actually have our own channel also. I don't know that I'm going to run it, but we, we want to help get the knowledge because after the knowledge is out there, it's out there for everybody to consume. So then we can, you know, we don't have to, I don't have to personally meet every person to educate them and then I can I can actually get that message out there that much faster. So um, I love what you're doing. This is great. I've actually just met you guys, but I 100% want to support you. Um, I, I didn't even really know what I was getting into at first as I had a lot of questions and you're like, you sure you sure you don't know what this is? And I was like, I don't know what this is, but it, it sounds amazing. And uh, <laughs> I, I just figured that it was part of the faith and I was like, hey, here, here's the doors opening and the windows opening and um, we're excited about it. And uh, we hope that you have us back on and we'll let you know as we grow. And cause I have to admit, we are just a shell um, of starter of the charity. Uh, we would love to get some stuff up on GoFundMe and stuff, but we are just a shell uh, because I have focused on the business, but I, it is created, it is ready. Um, as soon as I do get funding, I'm actually gonna put a head person in charge of it, charge of it and I'm just gonna manage it. Um, because it's my passion, but I want somebody that actually is a hundred percent committed to this and committed to the kids. And I just want to come in and do the, and do speeches, kind of do what you're doing, um, get some more guests, get ideas, uh, and get even funding people working on it so we can help the state, the local level, and then go national. Yeah. Well, and, and re to reset really quick, and I want to go into the details of what child charity USA is, but uh, yeah, I, I'm vague on purpose. When I offered that opportunity, I'm like, I just you just get to step into faith because I want to offer this opportunity for people, but I'm not going to spoon feed you. I want you to step in faith and trust. Yeah, and I'm shocked 
even after telling people what it was, maybe 20% followed through and I'm still booked. Like I'm still booked out for a long time with guests that wanted to come on here, but I really wanted some people, even like when I was offering to teach people how to do what I did for free, for free, only two people out of the, I forgot the number. It was insane. The amount of people that I actually spent time with to teach them and they didn't even make it past the first step. And it's, it blows my mind, but I'm grateful for you for stepping into faith just to take, you know, to take the chance. Cause what is it going to hurt? What kind of, you know? Yeah. I just, after I did a little research on you, I was like, Hey, this sounds great. You know, at first you just never know when people are reaching out to you on social media. Cause I've had a lot of people re- reach out to me and, and, and about by the fifth message, um, they're trying to sell me into a funnel or, yeah, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I, this is, I, I never wanted. And I also know what that feels like. Every time I had a producer call me, Hey, we want you to have a TV show. We're going to put you on Fox business or we're going to put you on this. We're going to put you on that. Every time it's like, yeah, but then you also need to give us 20 grand or you need yeah. to give us 10 grand or you need to give us, I'm like, wait a second. I thought you believed in my talent, but now yeah. you want me to pay for it. I can go buy my air t- my own airtime for less than that. So it was just, it's crazy, but I didn't want to be, I'm not that guy and I want to keep everything on the up and up. I'm not teaching people how to do what I did for free anymore. Um, I offered that for three months. I'm not doing it anymore because two people out of all the people offered, I'm not going to do it. But that said, I, I'm not ever going to try to blow smoke up anyone's butt. And when it comes to nonprofits, I genuinely mean it. I know how hard it is for you guys to survive. I have friends that run nonprofits and hearing about their struggles, it really, really bothers me. So anything I can do to help elevate their message, I want to do. So we really appreciate it. In your case, Child Charity USA, where did the idea come from to do what you guys are doing? So my wife is a teacher. She's a fifth grade teacher. And I'm going to tell you what. Um, without getting on the negative side of things, because that, you know, basically, if you go on social media, if you go anywhere else, anywhere outside of a, a positive bubble, <laughs> you're going to see on TV or anything else. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got the way they do it. And they're complaining. We we try to we've tried to change our life that we're just we're really not watching of any of that anymore. We don't really um, participate in that anymore. So we you know, it we basically don't want to listen to people that are just complaining. And it's really about being around people that have a solution. So we all know that there's a problem. There's an educational problem. Um, They keep trying to fix it and they're making it worse. I don't know how it is out there in California, but in Florida, it's absolutely terrible. Um, They're they're sending and and elevating children to different grades without them being able to read. Um, They're pushing them through on a D grade level. Um, and they're handicapping the, they're handicapping the teachers. They have no, um, repercussions they can use for them for discipline because everybody's scared of everybody, um, of repercussion through the system and without tearing down the system, I'm really not trying to tear it down, but those are really factual things that are going on. And I, I'm not, I don't want to get on a bandwagon about that stuff, but it's just seeing my wife struggle and her stress from school. And seeing my young children, I have one in grade school right now. I have three children, uh, eight-year-old, three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And we are really torn on what to do with our younger kids because she's a public school teacher and we want to believe in the public school system, but it's failing. And 
it can teach them the basic needs, but it's also teaching them the industrial revolution style of training. And we, 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 our schools need to be upgraded. We're not an industrial revolution nation anymore. Right. So it, if people know what I'm talking about, that is, is they're basically teaching you to go out and learn and being able to work and go into the work structure. And that's okay. I think that that's great, but they also need to have the trades in there because almost everything is going to technology. They also need to have entrepreneurship in school and teach kids how to be as creative as they say we really want them to be, but we actually pound the creation out, you know, the, through creativity out of them. They, they only want structure in one way. And so I, after seeing just time after time of all these struggles, I can't change the system but what I can do is try to help it. Sure. You know, I don't, I don't want to just complain and be like, oh, well, you know, CCU got on and just bashed our education system. But it, I'm going to tell you, those are the facts. And I would stand up behind anything that I said of those facts. But I'd also say that I really want to help. I'll go into schools. and I'm going to try to actually offer my, you know, offer my stuff in a format for them with them and help them. But how accepting they are about that, I'm not sure yet. But just to supplement is okay too. And if I got to do it all online and, and not with the school, but we, we want to support our local schools. We want them to get better, but they are really failing our children and our parents and our it's, and the parents are failing too. Like I see that side, they're not getting a lot of the, the teachers are not getting parental help anymore. It's more of a battle between parents and teachers where it used to be everybody on one side. Sure. So seeing all that, challenge and without just putting your head in the sand and saying, what can I do to actually change it before my kids go to school? Or even just what can I do as my children go to school? Not just because I have a selfish reason, but I want to help other people's children and generation and generational. Um, because it's been bad. It, 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 have, it, it has been. I've just seen a comment. It's been bad a while, for a while and it has. And everybody says they're going to fix it. And they actually usually make it worse. No child left behind. So now what they do is they just push them through. They are not, they're not, you know, that's no one thinks that that's what's going on. That's what's going on. They lowered the grade level. You don't have to have C's anymore. Now you can pass with D's. That's not good. And they, <laughs> even if you don't pass the testing, there's, there's, they'll push you through and, and some of them can't even read. It's absolutely absurd. And it's not all of our schools, you know, like it, it, it is just, it's frustrating. So from going from the frustrating level to what, let's see what we can do about it. I just decided I'll, I'll make a program myself. So I'll go in and, you know, they, they do a great job at teaching them how to read and they do a good job at teaching them basic mathematical skills, but we need a lot more than that. I still don't use math, I use Google. Um, I, the little girl that I was talking about whose birthday today that we're going to dinner to celebrate tonight, she goes to a private school. The difference, and then I know some other people that have kids the same age, the difference in education that, or the information that's being taught is extraordinarily different. Like the, it, it is no wonder to me that the gap, and I know that there's other factors in this. So people that are you know smarter than me about how the economic system works, fine. But what I can tell you is for the youth, 
the kids in public school versus what kids are getting in private school education wise is far different. Yeah. Like, and the kind of education that you're talking about, I'm seeing in these private schools, not seeing it. I mean, they're learning multiple languages they're learning, you know, how to, they're learning all the, the everything that you would possibly need to know about technology at the age of eight, nine, 10, like that is madness in public schools. They're not learning that. And then I like, I swear to you, like, I'm like, when I have it, when I have a child, cause I'm going to have one, I'm going to have a family soon. I'm declaring that. Um, when I do, I'm seriously considering homeschool or private tutors or figuring something out like that. And, and actually understanding how my child can learn as opposed to what's being forced down their throat, forced to believe like half the bull crap they try to teach you in like history class, for instance, none of that's even real. Um, it, it, and especially when it comes to American history, that said, like I'm seriously considering this unless if other alternatives are brought to the table, because I was that kid that felt dumb and stupid my entire life in school until I got out of school and started just like discovering stuff on my own and doing my own research and starting to look and like, wait a second, I really do love to learn. I and love you found, to learn. Yeah, you found your passions. I'm smart too. I just don't learn the way that they're trying to beat down my throat. And not everybody hey. learns the same way. There is some really good hey. schools here um that that teach that way they'll actually go outside and you learn in nature and and they're even public schools um there is some good schools out there now now the big thing florida's trying to do is start up all these charter schools and they're all failing they're not private schools they're charter schools ran by somebody else and it's a whole bunch of mess there too there's just a lot of mess so what i tried to do is i really wanted to get some content that all everybody can benefit from on the entrepreneurial side on even just being passionate and knowing uh, how compound interest works, the rule of 72, little, little simple things, how to use your credit card to help you instead of getting you $30,000 in debt, you know, just, just simple stuff, that you're on fire. you know, and start That's with third graders and, and make it a game. You know, let's let's beat. I even thought about doing it for adults, like making it a game instead of playing fantasy football. Let's play fantasy finance and see who wins. And I'll the cool thing it. is, the cool thing is when you win, you got a lot of money in your account. You know, like let's see who, you know, I, I love playing fantasy football, but, there, you know, there's no real life thing that happens there. But I've actually came up with an idea of like try to try to create a game that everybody would be as excited about like fantasy football and you actually making it about real finance. Your idea. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. I can only do so much, you know, like oh, yeah. I said. <laughs> so we're going to help the kids first. And we, we probably will. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, cash flow. Uh, he has a game and it's actually an app now. I'm going to actually reach out to him and see if I can use that first. But I actually want to create something also. He he should. It's basically a game like Monopoly, um, but it's about real life situations and how to and it teaches you about money. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's a cash flow game by Robert Kiyosaki. Great author. Um, gentlemen, do you know who Robert Kiyosaki is? Oh, yeah. He's a legend. Rich dad, poor dad. He's yeah. you know, he's a great person to read if you don't know if you're a work person or if you're an entrepreneurial it'll really help you figure it out um just that short book it's a couple hour read but um that book that game that he has is great and something along that concept 
even but simpler for younger children, just to teach people about money, entrepreneurship, how to make money work for you, um, all those kinds of things. But just just to make an improvement, we really want to get people um, involved. We're actually looking for more trustees also to work in the charity. So we're, we're open to that. We're looking for app builders. We're looking for engineers. We're looking for all those people, anybody that's driven to help children in the local area. In my business, we're actually going nationwide. So it's going, it's already happening currently. I'm just learning the platform. So we are getting on a financial platform. It hasn't really been done before, but they're gonna do almost everything. You can do it just like we're talking, except you don't even have to meet face-to-face. -face. You meet in a virtual office instead of meeting face-to-face -face or in someone's home. So we're gonna do this on a financial, insurance, health, and legal platform where you can do it all in a virtual office. So if we can do that in business, we can do that for kids and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, that sounds like it. Hold on really quick. It, yeah. Lauren, Lauren, if you're still watching, um, plug the power of we, if you don't mind and put it in the comments so people can get their tickets and support that. Sorry. There's an amazing uh, organization that Lauren Harris, who has been a mentor and a friend to me, that he discovered it's it's terrific and they're doing a lot of work for inner city kids so i mean there may be some collaboration uh potential here so i love to collaborate that's the whole thing that we're doing with uh, dash health consulting we actually are collaborating with uh, a local doctor uh, we have three insurance guys two financial guys and we're all getting together and there's no legal togetherness but it's really just out of the help of wanting to help others that's actually what my business is so it's um we're, you know, we can, we can take everybody from their health and their wealth. I want to actually focus uh, when I get everything done on trust, uh, legacy building. So, you know, the generation upon generation, just the same thing I want to do with the kids. I, that's what I actually want to focus on with the adults. So it doesn't actually have to be about money. A lot of times it has to do with it because if you want to leave that long of a legacy, you're going to need something. But personally, my legacy is going to be my books. Whatever God puts in my hands as far as that he feels that I can take care of, it's not really mine anyway, I'll be okay with that. But I actually want to write, I'm in the process of writing my own boys a book. I think everybody should do it if you have kids because we don't ever know when our time's going to be up on this earth. Wow. So if you can leave those nuggets to your children to pass on to their children, whatever you think you should leave and comes out of your heart, it doesn't have to be a published book. I don't know if I'm going to publish mine. I'm going to actually bind it and give it to my children, but I'm actually going to, that's going to be my second book. Uh, it's going to be to my three boys and I'm going to actually probably either include my wife in that book or write a separate book for her. Um, and then I'm going to write my full book that is from my chapter from Success Unlimited. I'm going to actually go back into my story and go back into my childhood. And, and there's a lot of crazy details in there. So it's, it actually should be a pretty good read. If anybody wants to check that out, it is on Amazon. It's called Success Unlimited. It's just a snapshot because it's just one chapter, but there's 15 other amazing authors in there. If you want to get motivated or see how someone else has gone through perseverance uh, to be successful and what they think is successful. Uh, mine is not money binding. I'm by no means a millionaire. Uh, I'm not afraid of being a millionaire, but I'm also okay with, as long as I can take care of my family and help others, I'm okay with whatever position God wants me to be in. But uh, a lot of people associate success with money. Um, that can be done too. 
it, it really uh, is totally up to the person. Um, it is up to God a lot too, but um, you can, you know, you can put your head down and it, it depends on everything that you focus on. But uh, I hope there's a lot of help in there in the book. I'm, I'm available for anybody as an adult if they want to reach out to the business. I do do free consultations too on there, uh, especially over social media. That's where actually we're going is 100% digital. Um, so, and, and that's going to be a new movement. There's not too many people doing it yet. Um, there's the company that I found, which is called Virtual Financial. So they're one of our, in our portfolio. We've got about 10 businesses in our portfolio, but uh, we're really excited because they have a turnkey way to launch a business that way. And it's, it's really exciting. So they're, uh, they're ahead of the game with that. And uh, we're looking forward to helping pretty much everybody. Uh, it's, it's very, very exciting to have a 12 year dream uh, happen in the last two years. And it's really starting to catch fire right now. And I really am glad to be on uh, Gratitude Unfiltered to share it. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, man, I'm excited for you. I, what, I also like what you're doing with the kids uh, with the Ch Child Charity USA. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, that I almost said something else. I like what you're doing there because one thing I've learned about kids, and I'm not a child expert, but being around London uh, for the last several months, I noted like watching, like if you say hell or like if there's a slip, you know, like a, a curse word, like she's there holding you accountable, right? Or any lesson that you teach her and yet she sees an adult breaking it. She's like the first person to like call you out. And what I, I've learned is that kids are, this is just kids. Kids don't have ego. Where a lot of times we're not as adults, we're not going to follow. We're going to sign up for a coaching course or we're going to sign up for this or that. And we don't necessarily see it through because we let our ego get involved. We get bored. We get distracted. Yet for some reason, like these lessons that when you teach them to kids, they never forget it. And, they're, and if they see you breaking off, they're going to call you out about it. Yeah. So I really I, like this I've story. always been a big believer that the more we can be like children, the better we're going to be. I think Jesus said that too. Yeah. I'm it, pretty it sure. Just, I mean, the, it really, the more you just, it's, it's crazy. But in the more you're around them, especially just when you see how, pure at heart they are, you know, like, and you're going to, you're going to experience some amazing stuff when you have a family, man, it's going to be one of the hardest and best things you're ever going to experience. So having those three and then jumping in with, you know, just everything that we're doing, I thought it was absolutely crazy, but he told me with the pay, you know, just to be patient and not to try to get into, you know, not to try to make it happen too fast and just to make it, let, let it happen naturally. And it's going to, it's going to catch wind and and I don't really care how long it takes to get big. You know, like I I'm okay with helping the local community right now. And uh, even if it's just one school or even just one child, but sure. it's going to grow, you know, cause after they see what we can bring to the table, it's going to multiply and it's going to, it's going to grow and uh, it'll grow how it's supposed to. And I really appreciate your time with it. Um, if you have any questions, um, we have, I will, I do want to say for the children, if the, anyone has anyone that has any ailments uh, dealing with cancer, uh, there's a lot of information out on social media. Um, I think everybody should get as much information that you can on that. It's, you know, what's crazy is we all have cancer, but our body fights it properly. 
So when you get cancer and they, in the, in the sense of what doctors are talking is an uncontrolled cancer where the, where the cells are multiplying and I'm not a doctor, but I've done a lot of research and I've talked to a lot of doctors. Um, and just really, if you get into the book and take care of this vessel the way you're supposed to, a lot of those things will go away. Are you talking about the Bible? Yeah. No. Yeah. You can talk about the Bible. You can talk about Jesus. You can do all that here. It's okay. But <laughs> if you take, yeah, if you take it, but I do have a doctor that on on a science-based level can do, does testing. And, and there's more than just my doctor that I have. There's doctors out there that can test your blood, your hair, your fecal, and you can watch your cancer number. And I suggest watching it yearly or unless you're at risk yet watching it more. But most people don't get this done ever until you have a problem. So this is one of the things that we're going to focus on is that cancer number. We're going to we're going to educate people. Um, and my doctor is Dr. Stephen Nichols at Science Based Wellness. And if that can help anyone, he's in Jacksonville, Florida. And I know there's some other doctors out there in other Wait, cities that can do that. What's his name? Dr. Stephen Nichols. And he okay. runs the business Science Based Wellness, and it's it's really based on uh, just testing, testing everything, looking at where you're at, and non-invasive ways, a lot of natural ways to get to get you to the most healthy that you can in non-invasive ways. Basically, if you're on medication, to try to get you off medication. He he taught me something that I never really thought of before. When you get older, and they they prescribe you medication. Your, your insight is basically that you're going to be on that medication the rest of your life. But what you really should be asking is your doctor is how can I get off this medication and how long am I going to be on it? And it's crazy that it's just a small mindset. But that's the actual, you know, all the, you know, drugs are there for a short term fix. So be pressing and looking for that information and education for long term fixes and natural ways to keep your body healthy. So that's just one of the things that we do with the adults and we're going to help with the kids too. There's a lot of people that focus on nutrition and it's, we're not really doing the nutritional side, but we want to help people keep their body healthy for their whole life. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. Amen, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for that information. I'm going to make sure that, you know, in the, in the bio, the blog, everything, all your links are there. I'll put them in the comments here so people know how to find you and how to support uh, Child Charity Foundation. If someone's wanting to volunteer their services, who do they contact? They would just actually, they can contact me through the through the business website or through the charity website. Either okay. one is fine. Uh, Child Charity USA is www.childcharityusa. We're going to try to get that broke down to ccu.com. But, uh, and also if you get the book, if you happen to, you can read it online. It has all my information, all my contacts on there too. Cool. You can actually buy the book on the business website too. And that's dash healthconsulting.com. Uh, but you can reach out to me on any of my social. I'm very wide open on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can reach out to me in any of those ways. And uh, we, we would love the help for the kids and uh, we can always find help and ways for people, especially if you got any marketing uh, experience or you just want to help post on Facebook or just even just forwarding things like this show, you know, on their links. That helps. If people just want to help and just share the information, that would be great. Awesome, man. Well, listen, I, I'm so grateful for your time today. God bless you, brother. And uh, I'll make sure those links are out there and then I'll be in touch.
All right. I really appreciate it. As we go, we'd love to come back. And uh, any way we can support you, we'll, we would love to do that for you, too. Thanks, man. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye. I, uh, I like that. I like what that guy's about. And I like he's actually – you can tell that they're thinking uh, forward. Um, it's kind of playing the long game, but I think it's the, the right way to go. Uh, so many of us are looking for quick fixes, and it just doesn't work. He did start talking about something, though, that's fascinating to me. Um, I, as you guys may have noticed, and I hate to do this for his audience that's going <laughs> to listen and watch this, but today I got selected to um, do an experimental treatment to kill the HIV virus in my body. And um, I'm, I'm and, and it's not medication either. Um, I'm a big proponent of, thank you, Tia, appreciate it. Um, I'm a huge proponent of believing that God can heal me. Like, I believe that God can heal us. I believe that the foods and everything that God put on this earth organically. So, yeah, I may talk about mushrooms and I may talk about cannabis because I do believe that they have their use. And I do believe the body that it can, it can heal itself. And, you know, the people that have come before us that have, have you know, whether, whether they sacrificed their life, uh, people that fought the good fight and just got drowned out by the big pharmaceutical companies that got drowned out by big advertisers and things like that. I do like people like Tesla, for instance. Um, you know, I, a lot of money was spent to suppress them and to hold their message back and to keep their truth from being discovered. But the truth is that what Tesla was trying to bring to the table was world changing and could change our world even today. And there's some technologies available that are out there. And I've been so fortunate because I spent my life working in comp with complex disabilities. So every type of experimental device, every type of experimental treatment that was going to help with the cubitus ulcers and bed sores and, you know, help with, you know, healing the spine and stem cell therapies and UVRLX, which most of you have never even heard of. Um, like there's all of these devices that try to come out and they can never make it through the FDA. Yet you can go watch on video the people that fentanyl, prime example, the people that created fentanyl, the owners of that company, they're on tape. Like you should see some of the, 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 the things that they're here, some of the things that they're saying or watch their face as they talk about how that they manipulated the system to get FDA approval. Laughing and how that they were going to sell at record numbers, laughing about the number of doctors that they had in their pocket. Yet we have these technologies that use the body's own resources to heal itself that will never get FDA approval. It will never get the credibility it deserves because you can't say when there's something that's been proven to cure HIV or cure, uh, cure influenza, kill the herpes virus, kill all these things. When there's something that's been proven to do it in other countries or through other studies, independent studies, yet at the same time, we'll never get the time or day to make it in the United States. There's a problem there. And this experimental thing that I'm doing is very experimental, but yet I know for a fact it's going to work because I 
done seen the research. I've seen the research, and it's not just HIV that it kills. Herpes is one of them. Uh, shingles. Uh, what else was there that I saw? MRSA. Horrible cases of MRSA gone. And I'm convinced that this is going to work for me. And even if it doesn't, look, I'm undetectable. I'm healthier than I've ever been in my entire life. God is good. God is so good. But when this heals, this kills the HIV virus in my body, and I'm able to prove it, you better believe that I'm going to tell everybody and never shut up about it. I'm so excited about this because even reading about the technology, I believe in it. Because it's been proven over and over and over again. But yet, there's not a doctor on this on, on, in the United States, very few doctors would ever come out and say what some of these devices can do. And the reason why is because it kills their income. But just like with the nonprofits and Child Charity USA and all the other nonprofits that are coming on the show um, over the next few months, and, and really for however long the show is blessed to go on, like these are the these are the people I want to help. I want to help bring awareness to the products that are saving lives. Yet the FDA will not give it the attempt; like won't even look at it to consider it for being approved or other governments for that matter, or if it's a nonprofit that can't get any market, market share is the wrong word, but they can't get any traction because they're being drowned out by some of the larger nonprofits. When you go look back and look at what, um, like Livestrong, Livestrong did a lot of amazing things for people, but it also destroyed a lot of nonprofits trying to do the same thing. It buried them. It used their legal prowess. It used their money, their resources, and completely squashed these organizations. Lawsuits. Um, little mom and pop people. Like, there's some crazy, crazy stories that are out there about what this organization did to hold down other nonprofits. I'm having none of that. Like, I, I want to bring a, awareness to whether it's in you know, and the, the, the nonprofit is isolated to a city in Florida, um, you know, whether they have ambitions of being global, national, it doesn't matter. It's about getting the message out and why they're doing it, because it not only would the exposure help, sure, but also it may spark an idea in someone else, or it may bring the resources that that, that nonprofit, in this case, Child Charity USA, needs. That's why we're doing this. That's why I care. I, I, I was that little guy fighting against the big guy. I've been that way my whole life. Like I, I'm, it's ingrained in me to be that guy. And I always will be. And then having to get my own little taste of, you know, what it's like. And mind you, a lot of my trauma was self-inflicted. You know, I didn't ask to be molested. I didn't ask to be abused. I didn't ask for that. But the other crap I did, I chose to do that. That's on me. I made the decision to be irresponsible and, and abuse drugs and, and abuse my body and, and, and be promiscuous. And I've suffered the consequences. And, you know, to be honest with you, like, even if this treatment doesn't work, even if it doesn't work, 
Like I accepted the consequences of my actions a long time ago. You know, because whether I'm cured or not of it, still going to talk about it, still going to support the community. Because here's the problem. The minute I come out and, and show and prove that I've been healed from HIV, the, the, the moment that I do that, no one's going to believe it anyway. Like that's just going to cause even more attacks because people don't believe in miracles anymore. As a whole, people don't believe that God can heal you. Our guest, Jeremy, brought up um, childlike faith. So true, because as adults, our egos get in the way and we start talking and we have all these different voices in our heads and doubts and fears. And we've got years of failures lined up. We've got years of heartache. We've got, you know, now alcoholism. We've got all these issues that separate us from truth and separate us from our heart, separate us from love, separate us from God. And the further we get away from God, the more things go wrong. I, I and, and, and like hearing have you know come to me like a child uh, have a childlike faith yeah because kids kids believe that they can conquer the world kids believe that they can have a radio show or a TV show kids believe that they can be a newscaster kids believe that they can you know be a singer or an actress or win a Grammy or win an Oscar kids believe that it's only as adults that we quit believing and we quit dreaming. And when we quit dreaming and we quit believing, we quit pursuing. And the only re- and I really, really believe that the only reason why kids stop dreaming and pretending is because when they're, you know, wanting to climb up trees and pretending to be a fireman and pretending to pull the cat out of the tree or turning, pretending to, 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 to uh, uh, eradicate the fire, right? They've got the garden hose, but they're pretending it's a giant water hose. And they're like, ah! And we tell them to quit playing with the water hose. Quit singing. Quit pretending that you're a radio host. Quit. Quit doing this. Quit doing that. And then all of a sudden, we quit being kids. And we lose our childlike faith. And we lose our childlike belief. And then we just become miserable adults that are trapped in the wheel. The the hamster will, what is it, the hamster will of pain? That's what I like to call it. You know, we get stuck in these jobs that we don't want to do. We quit pursuing our dreams. We quit trusting. And it's and it's true. So I love what he said about that. Anyway, listen, guys, thank you so much for joining the show tonight. Um, God bless you. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for the comments, everyone that joined. Lisa, Tia, uh, great to see you. Yana, great to see you, my friend. Lauren Harris, always good to see you. Alev, good to see you. Jody, good to see you. People from all over the world here tonight. Very cool. Um, anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Tay, good to see you. Um, yeah. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Really excited about tomorrow's show. I have an amazing man. Um, some of you will know him. He is a, an international, I mean, he's one of the top business coaches in the world. Uh, internet just, I, I'm, I'm excited about him. I typically don't have business people on the show unless that they're doing, you know, a lot of, humanitarian work. This guy does that. But his personal story is very, very inspiring. And I don't think he even knows that I know it. Um, 
but he was a guy when I moved to Orange County right after being homeless, he was a guy that befriended me like immediately and always showed me love. His family showed me love. Uh, he made Orange County when I lived in Laguna, he made it home. And he's just somebody that I look up to, I admire. Um, so he's going to be a great guest. So I hope you guys join us tomorrow night. Anyway, podcast audience, radio audience, uh, TV audience, thank you guys so much for your support. Facebook, YouTube, thank you guys. God bless and have a good night.